an talking. hour and a half. I think you texted me something that was meant to go to someone else. Yeah, I was supposed to go to my wife, Amelia. Yeah. She's out of the park with the kids right now. You sent so. it. You sent that message to me. See, that's how nervous <laughs> I am. <laughs> Sending you a text that should have gotten to my wife. That's solid. That works. Solid. Yeah, that works. Usually, usually. She- Good morning, afternoon, and or evening, everyone. Thanks for tuning in and hanging out with us. As always, we are your hosts, the Genesius Guys. I'm Nick. Filling in for Kyle, I'm Seth. And I'm John. And we're three Catholic dudes who love to talk about movies. This is the Genesius Podcast. So, um, WWE is a pretty big thing, I hear, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, our guest mm-hmm. today just got into it. So, Brian Haina. Without further ado, welcome. Thank you. For the Nick. first time yes. to the Genesius welcome. podcast. I appreciate it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> standing ovation. They're all standing here. If you guys can't see, just kidding. It's a lie. <laughs> this, the Genesis. Do I sound good, by the way? Yeah, you sound good. I change my yeah. voice and, like, act like I'm on a podcast. <laughs> and have a yeah. voice. No, I don't know how this works. We just talk normally. I yeah. Because you guys have a really good, like, podcast voice when I've heard you. And I'm like, oh. that's partly intimidation because I got to work on mine. Hey, you're not down. you're not doing so bad yourself so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, I, Thank you. I take the, the, the Western dude bro. But I was like, you know, we just speak and feel good, man. You know, <laughs> man. We're just like, you know. It's we're just regular dudes. We're just regular we dudes. Are, we like man. to drink Dude. beer. We, I mean, As that, is, some, that is something. Beer right now. <laughs> but we have done that on the show. Yeah, that is correct. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, Am- and, amongst other alcoholic beverages, and this spite. time not. Yeah, yeah, this time's not alcoholic. Yeah, so it's pretty good. We are drinking Nick's Prize. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> it's actually yeah, it's it is true. Nick's Prize from the <laughs> from the murder mystery party. Yeah, I, you know, I, I. Typically, Kyle's here, and he's he's pretty into the uh, the non alcoholic stuff. But uh, he couldn't make it today. Um, he decided to join an acapella group. Ooh, oh, um, yeah. he does. He strikes me as the kind of guy who would join. You know, I was yeah. gonna say I could see him doing. That. I could see him. Yeah, I think it would be pretty good. <laughs> good for him. Yeah, good for him. Really branching well, out to the well. World. Well, we hope he shows up next time. Mm-hmm. All right, so Brian, this is your debut now. This is your this is your debut presence, but we have mentioned you before. Oh. on this show, <laughs> I almost think uh, how from many times? One. I don't know. Um, <laughs> at Hopefully least just, once. At least once. Yeah, I think it was right after we played you, Nick. Seth and I played your team, and <laughs> <Yeah>. we. <laughs> you were. I mean, I, I don't. How do I how do I say this nicely? <laughs> we obliterated your team. I yes, think we did. did. Yeah. Yes, you did. And I, it think was, I got I think I personally got you out like seven times. That's because you, you got seven at bats. I don't know, but you did, and I got you out every time. Well, and 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 to be to be fair, it was one of the few times during the season we obliterated anyone. That's true. Yes. That's it was true. So that, that one is fresh in my mind. I'm gonna remember that one. Yeah. But you were a, you were a shout out since day one. I remember doing Book of Eli, right? We were talking about all the softball stuff. Yeah. Was, yeah, we started just name dropping people. And Brian, you were one of the first <laughs> yeah. people to name drop. So so it's a so it's a big deal that you're here. I'm honored, and hopefully I can come back more. We would love to have you back on. We'll see how this goes first. Though. Yeah, we gotta <laughs> see if we got audition. Go, you know. Meet my expectations first. We'll, <laughs> we'll see if we let you into the Genesius Bellas, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a, that was a, that, 
beautiful. It's a, it's a little drop right Whoa. there. Yeah, that's what's up here. It's a little nugget. If you've ever listening to Father Mike's catechism in a year, he always drops like yeah, little nuggets. nuggets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nuggets. Nuggets. And, not, and not chicken nuggets. No, no. He no, is specifically that. Catholic nuggets. He does specifically clarify that he does not drop chicken nuggets. That's true. Yes. Father Mike Schmitz, we hope you're listening. If you drop chicken nuggets. <laughs> Would Father Mike Schmitz listen to us? Would he? I highly doubt that. Maybe. Look, for Listen. how often we promote it, I'm sure it'll get to him eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Father it Mike. Definitely will. Father Mike, if you want to be on the show. Oh, please let us know. Please let us know. Please let us know. We'd love yes. to have you on. That'd be great. Um, but yes, uh, if if you haven't caught my references, Brian, what are we talking about? What have you asked well, us to talk about today? Before we get to that, okay. I, you know, Ooh, I, I know okay. we've only got our WWE. That's like, that was my fun yeah, fact. Yeah, oh, we yeah, yeah. yeah that's like, true. We should get into Nick that a little bit. Nick asked me for a fun fact, and I said WWE. I recently got into it. It's, mm-hmm. it's awesome. I love it. And I'm just, everyone says it's fake. Okay, fine, whatever. But Yeah, but getting hit with a chair is still going to hurt. It's going to hurt. Uh, thank you, John. Yes. And the <laughs> athleticism of these guys is incredible. And there's this guy, I'm his biggest fan, and he's not this big, he's not like one of the big names that you would know. Sure. His name is L.A. Knight. I have to give him a shout out whether he listens to it or not. <laughs> it's my guy. Okay, and okay. he's not that good. He loses almost every time. But he has the biggest <laughs> mouth out of anybody. It's hilarious. I love it. So you're saying you're his biggest fan because you can relate to him. I can relate. You're the biggest <laughs> mouth. The, the one thing that, like, I mean, credit is where credit is due, right? Like, the thing is, they train so much with, like, doing their own stunts, right? It's yeah, basically, what, it's like a huge stunt show. Because, yep. like... Uh, for instance, like The Rock going from WWE to film, like it was really easy for him to do any kind of like stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It was just like, but why not? That, I, I've but done that, this so many times. But then there's also the the mic work and the telling of the story. That's also part mm-hmm. of it too. And this LA Knight guy is a Is machine. he usually a bad guy or something? Yes, he's a villain and he loves it. <laughs> so so he like, like tells the crowd to shut up all the time. And- so they tell stories based on wrestling match. Like, how yeah. does that work? I'm that's the one thing that I've always been a little confused well, about. Well, it's probably like a superhero, right? Like, where it's like you have the hero, you have the villain. And well, and I've, I've always likened it to like a reality show, right? Where there are personalities. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've never seen it myself, but every time I've watched clips of it, I get the sense that it is very much a reality show. And these are personas. Because when you look at reality shows, the people that are on them are essentially caricatures of themselves. Right. I see. In a lot of ways. Because yeah. like, yeah. you have to make it interesting for people to watch it. I mean, Survivor I, is like probably the most famous example of this. If you've ever seen Survivor, I'm getting a lot of oh, yeah. nods from, from yep. Brian here. I watched many, many seasons. I, of I that applied show. to be on that show. So did you, you did? really? Wow. <laughs> oh yeah. That's awesome. How many times? Just once. That's, uh, oh, you you yeah. send it in, you see what happens, shoot your shot. You're, you're still Nothing. young. Keep Nothing trying. happened. Oh no, I'm way too old for that. Those guys are all in their twenties now. They'll they'll Dude, have, they'll have some, like, wait, wait, wait. Am I not the Oldest part here, then? That's a good question. I don't know. Oh. No, John's still the John, oldest here. No, J- John's the oldest. Yes, John's thank you. Yes. <laughs> I don't know you're, how old you are. We would have yeah. less than eight. I dare not disrespect our guest. John's oh, the oldest okay. here. No, no, no. We could we could bring it. We could bring I, someone in their sixties, and John will still be the old part. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But I, I would have to be the. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to be the token. The token old guy on Survivor at this point. They always have the token old guy on. There. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 See, so you're not you're not too you're you, not mm-hmm. too could old. Like, you could you do wouldn't it. get eliminated first, but you would go around mid season, I yes. think. And you would go and everyone would be like 
the legend leaves. And you're like, <laughs> you're like they, they treat the old yeah. dude with respect, yes. right? And he finally gets voted out. They're like, we're sorry. Yep. We had to let you yep. go. You were going to win. We had to get you out of here before you got we that had, far. You were you just too much experience. Yes. <laughs> you were the coolest guy. You always went to the, the coconut bar and had coconut water with all of us. <laughs> okay, but they also have those seasons where it's like they'll they'll eliminate them and then somehow... They will come back on. It's like most superhero movies where someone dies and then they come back to life. Well, mm. and 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 I know there they had like heroes and villains too, right? There's one example in my mind of Russell. There's a guy, Russell, who was like the best, one of the best villains in Survivor history who ended up being on multiple seasons just because he was such like a chaotic <laughs> guy. He's always hunting for the idols, uh, the like hidden immunity idols to like avoid elimination. Um, and just the dude was, was, was he like ruthless. Very, he was ruthless. That's a good word. Ruthless, ruthless. Russell. <laughs> That's ruthless great Russell. TV too. Ooh. Yeah. It was fantastic TV. TV. That yeah. was like mm. the show at its peak for yep. me. Yep. I haven't, I haven't watched it in, in several years, but yeah, yeah, my, my family is really into survivor. My mom, especially mm. like gets really into it. So mm. isn't it like, is it like? 40 seasons in or something at least they're 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 because they don't do the 44th season uh right now wow i Whoa. i don't care anymore <laughs> survivors I, almost you don't follow it religion it, it had its time yeah you're probably and, right and yeah. it's yep. done yep. Yep. Guys, survivors like, almost as old as star wars oh well wait, no, the, no, 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 the no. thing is the seasons Survivor, aren't a full star year. wars will be 50 years old in about four years that's not a joke. Yeah, but Survivor but, Survivor started in 2000, I think, or 2001. Yeah, yeah. So, so they, they, they do like multiple seasons okay. a year. Yeah. yeah. So oh, that's how they can get so I high. see. Okay. Yeah. That but, makes but sense. But like, for instance, like The Simpsons. That's true. The Simpsons. Uh, yeah. It's, but, it, anyway. it's like in their season like 30 something. But uh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are we here for? <laughs> <laughs> that's a jazz standard. Um, it's called What, are, what Am I Here For? No, yeah. we're, we're here to talk about. Pitch Perfect, which at the request of, the request our, of our guest Brian, Brian Hanna. Yes. Yeah. What, what could be furthest from WWE than <laughs> acapella singing? I'm not ashamed. Hey, of it. man, you could you could there might be a way to work acapella singing into WWE. Maybe yes. I can have that character and be that person. Yes, you're, you you're going to be the one, you're going to be like the one overlap of the Venn diagram. Yeah, it's just Brian. you're backed by a bunch of other muscular dudes doing barbershop. <laughs> <laughs> they always wear ties. They're oh like shirtless, but they always wear ties and everything. <laughs> so okay, so one one understanding I have now. I was now Brian. We we have a number of mutual friends, and one or two. Yeah, at least one or two, and. There are a couple in particular that's that said that they were surprised you didn't come on for a Zac Efron movie. Who said that? <clears throat> Shooty said that for one. <laughs> Shooty, there goes Shooty running his mouth again. <laughs> <laughs> well, what would you would you have come on for a Zac Efron movie? Hundred like, percent. Which one? Throw me some. Seventeen yeah, again. Give it. Give, give us some. Put me on High School Musicals. Okay. You know, okay. That fair was enough. A big like. You know, yeah. Yeah. Seventeen again. No, I mean, I like I like the new Zac Efron, Bad Grandpa. No, Baywatch. No. What do I like? Oh, um, The Greatest Showman. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's yeah. actually really That's good. That's what it was. Yeah. We will, yeah, would, we will yeah. keep you in mind yeah. when we get around to doing great. that one. Another yeah. singing movie. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were just mentioning High School Musicals. <laughs> I know. Well, I saw that one. I was like, eh, it's well, okay. Greatest Showman was really interesting to me because <clears throat> when they'd switch from like the acted, like scripted stuff, the drama into the songs, 
there was a marked difference in the audio quality huh. in terms of like it now it sounded like you went from a dialogue audio like the dialogue audio that was recorded on set to suddenly they threw on like a uh, a music track like a, a music file that was just mastered completely differently than the dialogue audio huh. and so when i'm watching this and it would just transition into like different microphones like the the change in audio is obvious from when they're talking and when they I, start yeah singing. i can't argue with that yeah mm. it's very very interesting touch yeah. and from what i understand it was the director's debut film really yes wow. which is like impressive yeah, phenomenally yeah done. i mean it really was yeah was was pitch perfect jason moore's directorial debut um, that's a great question. Let me check. <laughs> Segway, segwaying back into segwaying the show. Big back into, but yeah, well, yeah. If, if we come across a Zach Gaffron movie, we'll keep you in mind because we know you're his biggest fan. Number one biggest fan. <laughs> Zach Gaffron, if you're listening, I am. There, there's just like a ton of teenage women, and then there's just Brian. <laughs> well, here. <laughs> So I, got, I am married. I have two wonderful kids. I swear. <laughs> they, hey, hey, I they will. You're a good beautiful singer. wife. <laughs> hey, they will. They'll like join you in the Zach Efron fandom. They already do. Oh, see, in. we're off to a good start. <laughs> yeah. Now <laughs> it's actually how you, your your wife met. Was that like a <laughs> Zach, Efron, <laughs> Zach Efron movie? We did. You know, we did watch The Greatest Showman together, and I did say uh, yeah. Zach Efron's great. He's great. Mm -hmm. in this. And so she she knows my appreciation. So that's so, how she so, knew you were the one. So and then, you well, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you 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 would say Zach is the star of that movie versus uh, Hugh? I would. I, I mean, Hugh's great. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Like they're both great, but mm -hmm. you know, Zach is just he's just more he he's more relatable for for guys like me because he's like our age and I don't. Uh, know. I feel like he's true. grown so much. He's grown in front of our eyes and Hugh Jackman. He's come a long way Hugh from Jackman's his great, awkward though. high school musical days. Mm -hmm. Yes, agreed. Yes. Hugh Jackman's also Wolverine. Though, yeah. So. I mean, that's why it's hard. To <laughs> yeah. I, not only is Hugh Jackman, the person maybe a little less relatable. I think his body is a little less relatable yeah. too. <laughs> like he's, he's on another level, right? Well, Zach but, but, body though too. <laughs> yeah, depending on the context. Depending on the context. Yeah. This is a really weird conversation. Yeah. Uh, with four dudes. This is already, talking pitch this, is al this is already great. Yeah. The funny thing is the Thor episode that we just recorded. We're already, we were talking about, we had like a yeah, three minute yeah. segment on his abs. We definitely. <laughs> I think in general we're just all a little jealous. Yeah, it's probably part of it. Yeah, yeah as long as it don't probably. Yeah. But, no, but that takes a lot of effort, honestly, to get that way, and, and oh, that's not. For I, I mean, that's people. their full time job is to work out. Yeah, they work out and for seven yeah, months, yeah, and then unrealistic. the director's like, "Are you? Are you?" Are you okay with being shirtless? Like, I just trained for seven months. Yes, I'm going to be shirtless. <laughs> like, so I would prefer to be shirtless. <laughs> yeah, shirtless the entire movie sure. for no reason. I've worked out so much don't even uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I do. I do have an answer for you, by the way, Jason. Moore, right. this, this was his uh, his film debut. He he oh. did television before that, so he did some Dawson's Creek, um, One Tree Hill. That sure. makes a lot yep. of sense. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So he doesn't have a particularly extensive filmography. Um, or or television uh, directorial thing, but um, he's got some stuff in there. But this was, I think, his first Hollywood film. Okay, so that makes sure. sense. Yeah, written by uh, Kay Cannon. Um, I think the I think Elizabeth Banks was executive producer on this film as yes. well. Yes, yes, she was. Um, yeah, release date October fifth, twenty twelve, with a budget of seventeen million and a box office of one hundred fifteen point four. So probably definitely made its money back. It, yeah, absolutely made its money back. Rotten Tomatoes, according to Rotten Tomatoes, uh, the critics gave it an 81. 
audience gave it an 83. And they say Pitch Perfect's plot is formulaic, but the performances are excellent and the musical numbers are toe tapping as well. Agreed. <laughs> there we go. And John, would you like another shot at <laughs> the sure. USCCB? Uh, campus musical in which a college student, Anna Kendrick, joins an all-female a cappella group that's on track to compete in an annual competition. Along the way to the singing showdown, she clashes with the ensemble's traditionally-minded leader, Anna Camp, and finds romance with a fellow music lover, Sky- Skylar Aston. Yep, mm-hmm. that's great. Uh, despite his membership in a rival all-male band of warblers, through director Jason Moore's multi-melody romp, maintains a generally pleasing tone, some <clears throat> saltly language, Salt- and, saltly, and, uh, <laughs> saltly. <laughs> uh, and a lax outlook on premarital sexual sexuality ba- sexuality bar recommendations for youngsters. Implied non-marital relationships, adult themes, and references, including to abhorrent sexuality, a few uses of profanity, occasional crude and crass language, and an obscene gesture. Rated A3 for adults. Yeah. From USC. I think I mostly made it through that one. Is that good or bad? I don't think compare that to. Um, you uh, know, yeah. I'm, I'm mildly surprised it's not O. I kind of was too. Yeah. So, uh, so, is, so it, is that like one step below? Always? So, so to to kind of break it down for Brian, so the USCCB has different levels of how they, um, of how they rate movies, like kind of just based mostly based on like the content and like some of its sure. messages and whatnot. So you have like A one, which is for like everyone. Um, so that's like mo well, that's like most like kitty like Disney animated movies. Yeah. Um, well, I would say from like the Renaissance era more than now, but, and then a two is kind of like a, like a, kind of like a general audience, not necessarily for everyone, but a general audience for like adults and adolescents. And then a three is like for adults. And then the next level I think is L, which is for a more limited. Oh, that's right. Audience. Yeah, okay. And then, and then there is an O level, which stands for morally offensive. Okay. So no. we didn't get to that morally offensive part. No, so but we, no, we no. have gotten there on this podcast. Yeah, actually. So to be clear, um, Breakfast Club got an O, which is a reference uh, in Pitch Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's so, a huge reference. I'm mildly surprised because you have similar weird things going on here that are morally yeah, objectionable. Yeah. So I'm surprised that this just got an A3. It's true because there's well, some, well, there wasn't any drugs in this one. There's no right? drugs, but I would yeah. think a lot. A lot of the things that are more present in Breakfast Club are implied in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why this one got a bit of a friendlier rating. Yeah, because it says implied non-marriage yeah. relationship. Yep. So it's yeah. Yeah. Well, but there's some pretty overt like sexual discussion in here that I'm I like I'm surprised is not just like Im- admittedly was like offensive to me watching it right <laughs> I was oh, like, oh, yeah. oh my okay. gosh yeah. right mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> um there there are definitely certain moments in this where I just like you know you kind of do that thing and listeners you won't be able to see my face but like you just kind of like sit back and you just like you know stare at the screen with that like, like did what? that just happen did I just listen to yeah. that and was that really necessary to say yes. it? yeah yeah yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. So I got Agreed. a lot of There's that. a couple of those for sure. <laughs> a couple. I, I won't dispute that. I'll say a couple. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll stick to that. Yeah, we can we can we can say a, a couple. Yeah, yeah. 
So, but yeah, I can jump into the uh, synopsis here. Let's do it. And uh, Ooh, yeah. this, is, this looks longer than it, usual. it is a little bit longer. It's kind of hard. There's a lot of different details going on here. So I'm going to do a my good best. thing. It's long, very yes. long. So it means you liked it, I think, right? I mean, it did say formulaic <laughs> previously. Anyways, go, so. go ahead, Seth. I'm curious to hear what you're All thoughts. right. Pitch perfect. Well, You'll get his thoughts later. <laughs> yes. I want, I'm yeah. just so excited to hear his thoughts about it. Yes. He's oh. been hiding it from me. <laughs> <laughs> so, for Pitch Perfect, in a world where collegiate acapella reigns supreme, the all-female Barton Bellas of Barton University seem forever destined to fall second place to their male, male counterparts, the Barton Treblemakers. Incoming freshman Becca Mitchell arrives on campus, hoping to spend her spare time building her DJ career, uh, interning with the school radio station and getting to know fellow freshman intern Jesse Swanson, but she's ultimately compelled into auditioning for the struggling Barton Bellas. She makes the cut, along with a cast of unique personalities, but finds herself at odds with the group lead Aubrey Posen, who micromanages the group in the hopes of redeeming the prior season's loss, primarily resulting from the fact that Aubrey vomited on stage during the final's performance. As time passes, Becca and Jesse develop feelings that they cannot resolve since Jesse's placement in the Troublemakers marks him unofficially off-limits to the Bella singer. At the regionals acapella competition, the Bellas perform the same set from the previous season, but do well enough to place second to the Troublemakers once again. Though they advance to the semifinals as a result, an incident with the Troublemakers and an alumni-run acapella group causes a run-in with the law, ultimately resulting in Becca straining her relationship with Jesse and her father, who happens to be a professor at Barden, who already disapproves of her passion for DJ work. During the semifinals, Becca's frustration with the Bella's stale routine causes her to improvise an addition to the set during their performance, prompting Aubrey's open contempt. And despite Jesse's attempt to back her up, Becca rejects him and walks out on the Bellas, who only advanced to the finals on a technicality. The team that beat them secretly featured a high school singer, so they were disqualified. When Becca later attempts to make amends with Jesse, he rejects her due to her pushing him away. She then apologizes to the Bellas, who proceed to have a heart-to-heart with each other. Aubrey gives up her leadership to Becca, and they work on a new set. After an adventure traveling to the finals, the Bellas win the competition with a stunning performance that also functions as a subtle apology from Becca to Jesse, and the two reconcile. Six months later, Becca and the Bellas hold auditions for new members. Well done. That is the movie. There you go. You know, that was nice and quick. Yeah, yeah. I, I just went through Boom. It. it looked long, <laughs> but, you know, just rattle through it. Um, you know, I want to I want to start out here. You know, Brian, I've I know you at least a little bit, right? I've worked under you. You know, we were on a, a great team together, and I just wanted to ask you this question because I was curious. Aka, why? <laughs> excuse me. Just kidding. <laughs> so I'm glad you asked. Yeah. So there's this whole story behind why how I got so into it. So, okay. Ooh. Yeah, for sure. So I was living with my two brothers, three single guys. Okay. One second. Just- we gotta make sure we hear this. Thank you. So yeah. three single guys living together. And you know, it was like a Saturday morning. I get up whenever I got up, and my brother was up, and I heard on the TV a TV show movie. I didn't know what it was. It was just people singing on TV. I'm like, what the heck? Who's watching this? So mm-hmm. I get up and it was my little brother Michael. Shout out to Mike. He loves the movie too. We actually saw Pitch Perfect 2 together in the theaters, just us two. Not ashamed. We loved it. You should tell <laughs> you should tell him about this podcast. Oh, he knows. Trust me. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Anyways, so I, I start make, kind of making fun of him. Like, dude, what are you doing watching this? He's like, oh, it's really good. It's kind of funny. And like the scene I saw, the first thing I saw was when they were in like the courtyard for like the, uh, you know, joining like a group, so, yeah. whatever group yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I see 
the uh, Adam Devine, who was like the star of Workaholics, making fun of some other guy. And I'm like, oh, that's really funny. And it was just, it, it <laughs> yeah, just it yeah, caught yeah, my yeah. ass. I'm like, okay, you caught me. First impression was good with this. And so I kept watching. I'm like, oh, this is kind of brilliant. It's kind of funny. <laughs> and then the singing was really good. And I didn't know that that guy in Workaholics could sing that well. And he was actually decent. I wouldn't say he was like great, but he- He, he, he wasn't Zac Efron. He yeah. wasn't Zac Efron, but no one <laughs> is, <Yeah>. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he held his own, right? And so uh, so that's how, I, uh, how, how it started. My my pitch perfect crave started was just through that. And that's a that's a good story. You got <laughs> I, I was listen. I started to make fun of my brother. What are you doing? Watching all these dudes sing and girls you know, yeah. saying why one? Yeah, but that's how it always starts. That's how it always starts. <laughs> You're right. And then it was kind of brilliant. Hmm. So that's it's it. A, I I do think it is a just upon rewatch because like I I've watched this before. I think I watched actually I might have seen this in theaters and it came out in theaters when I was in high school. Well, but you, you have two sisters, though, right? Yes, that is true. I don't remember how I got to see it in theaters. It might have been with uh, friends. Because I was in, well, because I was in theater at well, that point. It, and so and I that's what people ask me, too. They're like, you haven't seen it? You're in theater? I'm like, well, this came out when I was in college. Well, so. Not, so I might have I seen it with friends. I might have seen it with my family. I can't remember, honestly. But, like, I remember, um, yeah, I saw it in theaters. I definitely enjoyed it. Um, and I've I've seen it a few times. Um, but... Upon this time watching, like I hadn't seen it in probably a couple of years or so. So, and like, even within like the first like minute or so, like it's Elizabeth Banks. And I think it's like John Michael Higgins or something that are in the booth and some of their like band going back and forth. I'm just like, these jokes are really funny. <laughs> They're good. They're, it's, they it's, I, I think it, and like just through the whole movie, I'm like, I couldn't help but think I'm just like this, like as far as like, at least as far as like dialogue goes, it's incredibly well written. <laughs> like the so, jokes are clever. So I okay, okay. I will admit, I thought some of their roasting was really good from the booth. But then sure. like it gets really weird. It does okay. get very strange. <laughs> it's like, what is what are why is she talking? <laughs> You know, I'm just laughing. <laughs> Brian, it was just I'm, like super awkward. I'm like, uh, yeah, nope, that did not. I'm really just really glad that I made Seth and John watch this movie now. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to take a moment. I am too. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to take a moment to cover some of my, my tragic backstory. Not all that tragic. Um, I was, I was introduced to acapella for the first, I'd like heard barbershop before. Um, I was introduced to acapella because my, one of my sisters um, I think Sarah shot Sarah. She was uh, touring a university called um, Truman University, which is in uh, Kirksville, Missouri. It's like a smaller town university, but they had their acapella group. Uh, that, I don't know if it's still true, but at the time it's called the True Men from Truman University, which I think was pretty. That's cool. really that's a that's clever. They yeah, they yeah. had a performance, and they were also selling their self titled CDs, and we we bought one, and that became like a like a staple of our family for like a couple of years at least. Um, and then from there, uh, my Sarah actually ended up marrying someone who uh, my, my brother-in-law is uh, from the slew group called bare naked statues, which is an allusion to the fact that they have basically new statues on their campus, um, like artistic statues. Um, and so they like, I I've heard a lot of these collegiate acapella groups and there's some, in incredible stuff. And I got to say, for the most part, the performances, for the most part, pretty much all the performances in the movie, fantastic. They are, they're great. To me, it, it, 
it rang like uh, it, it kind of read like there was a, a bunch of acapella music videos, which I, I think is really where the focus of the production went was to make these as good as possible. These performances, the rest of the story, you know, I'll just say these two points about a quarter of the way through the movie. I asked John how much time was left. <laughs> and our <Yep. laughs> our viewing our viewing we were got we were most of the way through the movie we actually had commercial breaks as a part of our thing so we were doing like youtube tv and on the last commercial break i turned to i i, I had this weird feeling i turned to john and i said john these commercials are just like refreshing <laughs> like, <laughs> like it was it, like you had the whole movie and then like the commercials happened and i could breathe again <laughs> and it's not because the commercial was for like nasal strips or allergy medicine. It was just like, I don't know. I, I Seth, did you like <laughs> this movie? Uh, yeah, I think that's what he's getting. <laughs> I had a fever. Listen, I, I no had a feverish sleep. Like I couldn't even sleep that night. I, had to write, <laughs> I was writing notes. I was up to like 1.30 a.m. writing notes, getting my synopsis, handcrafting my synopsis. <laughs> Seth. Um, and I, I don't <laughs> oh think you, you understand. I was shooketh. <laughs> I this movie rattled me to my core. So so, I, I, I so, so it's a great choice to go through. Yes, <laughs> it's a great choice this to is. talk about. The, or the, four grown men talking about Pitch Perfect. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, good. This is I, 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 I will say, oh, like, thank it, you, Seth. That means a it, lot coming from <laughs> Seth. I, that means a lot because I was getting ready for him to be like, I'm just like he was building this thing up to be like. Why are we talking about this? <laughs> well, he For, did say Aka, why? Yeah. Well, well like, you had a great fairness, answer, too. But in all fairness, he was like, why? What? Like, I would ask myself that, too. So I don't blame him at all. I was prepared for it. I knew that was coming. <laughs> so it's yeah, a fair it. question. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I was like, Seth was building this up to where it's like, piece of crap movie. Why are we even talking about this? And he didn't. He's like, no, this is a great choice to talk about. I want to be clear. It's a crap movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew that. I knew that was coming. Okay. Fair enough. But at least you said it's, it's a good choice. To talk there, about. <laughs> I will say there are elements of it that I really appreciate. There are definitely things about it. I find funny. Um, I know like I actually have a list here of highlights. It's a short list, but it's a list. And one of them is like Lily, the quiet girl. She has a line in here where she quietly says, I set fires to feel joy. And I started cackling. I started cackling. I, I can admit, there, there was definitely certain points like, I think he laughed at most of Fat Amy's lines. Yeah, it was because Fat Amy is the goat yes, of the movie. Yes, yes. I She's definitely agree. No. Fighting words. No, no, no. But, it's uh, got to be a troublemaker. At least one of those guys. It's either uh, Bumper, Bumper yep. or... This this is my dark horse that that I, it's, it's unpredictable. Donald Bumper's like right hand. Oh yeah, oh. he like does like all the, like most of the rapping of, of the. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, he's phenomenal, and it's very unfortunate that they didn't put him into the second and third run because I I thought he, he wasn't in the, the show. he wasn't in the sequels. No, and they oh. should because I thought he was he was definitely the best perform performer of all of them by far. Mm. His so his perform his performance was was really good. I can't argue with that. Yeah. So, so you're going, okay, okay, okay. I think you're kind of going more so on like the performance side. It's like we were kind of saying like the comedy side. As far as like yeah. comedy goes, but fat, fat, fair enough. You, you can't get funnier than fat. She, Amy. There's so many quotes from her that are I'm actually really funny. horizontal running. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were, some, there were some great lines in it, and it mostly comes from the fact that her character just kind of owns how she is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's still maybe not a healthy 
approach to it because I'm not really sure that that's akin to loving herself. But yeah, she certainly doesn't but, let other people's commentary phase her. And I mm-hmm. think just that juxtaposition where she isn't down for all of the BS that's going on in the rest of the group, that is enjoyable. To, it's genuinely mm-hmm. enjoyable to watch. Mm-hmm. But but I love, like, even from, like, the get-go of introducing herself. I was going to bring that up. Like, yes. right away, you're just like, oh, okay, yes. she, <laughs> like, she well, owns even, it. Well, okay. even the, well, even Aubrey was just like, you call yourself Fat Amy? Yeah. Yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. She's um, like, yeah. Don't care. Well, and her, of course, yeah. her response is essentially akin to like, if I call myself that, then people don't have to do it behind my back. Yeah. It's again, maybe not the healthiest mm-hmm. approach mentally, but certainly one that is like an antidote to the usual stuff. Exactly. It's something different of how to approach kind of her, you know, situation. Which, yeah, yeah. Her yeah. Situation. Uh, I, I will admit, like, um, Watching this movie with Seth was a very uh, unique experience. I mean, you know, <laughs> I kind of like, wish like, I watched okay. it with you guys. Uh, I, I would say, like, I think it would be very different <laughs> if I watched it with, like, you. But it's like, because, uh, <laughs> like, neither of us had seen it before. And we just started. And I'm just like, I go into it, like, because I said some of the quotes from Fat Amy um, to Seth. Because, like, I actually thought they were kind of funny. And it's like, it's really weird out of context. Some of these lines, <laughs> they make a lot more sense in the movie. But, um. Uh, what I was getting at was like pretty much from the get go. It's just like Seth basically hated this movie. Now I, <laughs> like maybe and I was just like, <laughs> I get it. And it's funny just to like, I would literally something would happen that'd be super awkward. And I would just look over and see like what <laughs> Seth's reaction was. It was just, you know, so it made it like more enjoyable. In a way. <laughs> I definitely needed a drink to get through. I made an old fashioned, like a strong old fashioned. And I sat through and I kind of like started to enjoy my time by the end. But I think I think there's 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 one aspect of it is like I'm fresh enough out of college. Weirdly mm-hmm. and now I've I've actually been out of college almost long and longer than I've been in college, which is Oh, that's a weird thought. Probably for the better. Um, but I it, I can't tell if it's because I'm like projecting and I feel embarrassed about what that weird time of life where you where you spend four years in an all expenses paid resort where you try to learn um and i didn't i didn't do a lot of partying or anything personally but i also know that that happened and so it it's i don't know it, maybe i just feel like secondhand embarrassment from the whole experience but like i, I will say like for me i don't think this is like my favorite genre of movies because yeah. like I, I feel like maybe it's just been like scarred from like there being like so many movies that are like like this that are like in college that are extremely crude and very crass. Like it's just like and I'm just like uh, I just kind of like veer away from them in yeah. general. Maybe maybe that's the most difficult part of it. And like I have I have a whole list of like notes here. I hope you realize. Uh, <laughs> well, I should let the get get to that. But John, I totally hear you, and I kind of agree with you about as far as like high school college movie that whole stereotype. Get it? Mm-hmm. I just like the twist with the acapella and that banter. Yeah, yeah. Because yes. it's like I, I would agree that is, that is, is like, an enjoyable it just part. Added that yeah. little twist to it of like kind of the having that rivalry in an acapella. Yeah, it, it's know, funny though. It's kind of funny because especially like the the awkward like Star Wars roommate, right? That has yeah. Like the, oh yeah, yeah. So like he goes that into guy, it and he, that and guy is me on a whole new level. <laughs> but like that that character, he's like oh like I know like like this group and that group and this group and like at the college. And he's like, yeah, I mean, I know we're not like normally cool, but like in this school, 
like acapella is like the, the, cool, it's <laughs> the, the thing. cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know how realistic that is. No, that I don't think. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I, I like when he said that. I'm just like, I don't think that's the case. But but they're setting it up for like what the whole movie is of it's like yeah, it's similar to like rival sports, but it's yep. like acapella in yep. this. Yeah, you know, as, as someone as someone that went to a school that didn't have a, a like like div. D1 sports teams or anything like that. Like sports were a thing that you did if you really wanted to do them. You weren't getting a huge scholarship to do so. And so I feel like in a, in an environment like that, acapella could very well be the coolest thing on campus. Like it could be a popular event. So mm. that whole setting is not actually unrealistic. Yeah. Uh, also like, I mean, I, I come from like being in choir and theater and stuff, yeah. but it's like, I, I feel like acapella wasn't really big when I was in high school though. Like it, it was just kind of it interesting until like when is it big well, now? Well, I mean, to a certain extent, there's like I think it's the, bigger the voice now off, right? because of Pitch Perfect. Well, I well actually actually I don't know if I would. I, I, I don't know. Is that the horse before the carriage that. or the carriage before the horse though? Because like I mean, maybe it was like a fad that was increasing, and then Pitch Perfect jumped on the wagon. I I definitely and think made it even more popular. Because yeah. like I mean, there was a thing like. When did the Pentatonix become big? Because I feel like they're kind of That's like point for me that like that was like my intro into like well I mean there's always been the barbershop quartet like, it's been like forever like they we had that in like high school too like if you wanted to do it yeah but like it was it was very niche and it's like I mean it's still kind of niche like but, but it seems to be the, more popular like acapella in the style that Pitch Perfect portrayed it. I think was made popular by Pitch Perfect. I feel like that's what Brian was kind of getting at, and I can't really argue the, the with competitive that. acapella. The competitiveness. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I can't I argue with choreography. That. Maybe I don't know. I guess I don't know the, the, the acapella world. Well, they have like all that choreography when they actually compete. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, well, but, oh, but they, show yeah, choir absolutely do. Show that's choir like, does that a lot. Too. That's what. Yes. Yeah, that's show. Yeah. That's what show yeah. choir is. Yeah, I, but know, but I did find it funny. Like the character, um, the main trouble bumper. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was just funny because like I'd only seen him in like Modern Family, and he's a completely different character. Yeah, <laughs> actually, I watched Pitch Perfect before Modern Family, and when I watched Modern Family, like he was this good dude. I'm just like, this is jarring. It's kind of it's kind of like when my first exposure to Woody Harrelson was in the Hunger Games movies. Uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then I watched him in Cheers, and yep. I was just like, uh, what is this? The yeah, same like guy? Way yes, <laughs> way different. Completely Black different and kind white of there for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I you know this. There was certainly a lot of fun to be had in watching this movie, and I think if I didn't already have the background of appreciating acapella and appre like even collegiate acapella um, from like a very young age, I probably would have been like a hundred percent against this movie. But I I really see why it's it's appreciated and why people really like it because yeah the performances are really fantastic the soundtrack is really good yeah one thing i find interesting is the dynamic of like uh aubrey who is a more classical kind of um acapella person mm -hmm. who wants to sort of go in that direction versus becca's character which is very much like we should be trying new things and going hip and that's what's going to win us, right? I find win us a competition, and I find it interesting that the Aubrey has not recognized the the meta shift. If I'm mm -hmm. going to use like a video game term, like the the shift in the meta of like what is actually working for these kinds of groups. Um, so I, I thought that was really interesting. I thought their dynamics of like contrasting and the especially the group 
sort of starting to come around to support Becca, but also she's not formally recognized as the leader. So even when they do kind of support her, it's not really real mm-hmm. in that sense where she improvises and adds a set. And um, the rest of the crew are basically like, yeah, it was pretty good, but we just didn't expect it. Right. This was you really stepping out, stepping out of bounds in a sense. So I don't know. It's, it, I like how it's, it's definitely based off. I think actually it's based off of a book that was written about yep. the writer's experience. I did see that when I was, Doing uh, my research. Yeah, it was it was based off of the. It was written off a of, or made off a book. Yeah, it's so, based on a book. Yeah, and the book is is written on. Um, it's essentially like a nonfiction about the person's experiences in. Maybe it's a nonfiction, but it's based off of their experiences in college with this environment. It, it just does not. I. I don't, it seems like the the. I feel like the the plot is very formulating, like what they were saying, where Jim's like. That really surprises me. That's based off a book, but I mean, you can also make books formulate. So yeah, well, the, I guess, the the only thing I knew of Pitch Perfect though before watching this movie is there is a clip on YouTube where I guess Snoop Dogg is in a scene where they're recording something, and that's, that's in the a only clip sequel, I, saw. I think. That's in the second one. I Isn't think. it in the second? Yeah, one? second one. Gotcha. Yep. Because yep. she's <laughs> working as like a basically like, like a music producer, at, right? An intern is like a music producer in the second. Gotcha. One. Yep. Yeah, and okay. she happens to be doing like a recording with Snoop Dogg or something. <laughs> Snoop Dogg's on like Christmas songs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Snoop Dogg on <laughs> a Christmas album. <laughs> oh, man. Getting lit under the mistletoe. Right? I know. <laughs> wow. Just, yeah, there's there's like some, yeah. It, actually, this is another aspect is the Breakfast Club is kind of like a recurring reference in the movie. I wouldn't mm-hmm. say it's maybe a theme so much as it, well, probably is considering the dynamic between Becca and her father. Um, but in the, in the same vein, I didn't cry watching the breakfast. I certainly didn't cry at the end. Well, <laughs> that's like, that either. was definitely nope, a comment same. that like we were thinking about like the end of the movie is not sad. Yeah. Like, like, what is she crying, crying about? It's like, is, it, is like, it more like her just like finally having experienced a full movie? <laughs> well, I think, well, like, the way, the way I kind of took that was like, um, I, I think, yes, there's partly that too, but also like, you know, what she was going through with Jesse. Cause she knew that's like, Oh, like this is Jesse's favorite movie. I'm going to watch it to the end. And I think she kind of like put herself in his lens and tried and like, I don't know if what I'm saying makes any sense, but like, I think she was thinking of him while watching the movie. Sure. Okay. That's, that's how I took it. And that she's like, Oh, I missed out. Kind of. That's the way I took yeah, it. Okay. Yeah. She's like, wow, like this guy really likes me and I'm like pushing him away. I don't know. It's, it's I don't yeah, know yeah. if it's possible okay. for the movie to have that kind of subtlety. <laughs> <laughs> it's got the subtlety. Here, here's like, it's got this- John and I trying to like find like the imagery in a movie. And you're like, says like, no. Definitely not there. This is, There's no way that movie. This movie is capable, this movie capable feature, of doing this. Brian, movie features Brian, projectile this is, vomit. So, so Brian, this is, is pretty much how it typically what? goes. This whoa, is totally whoa, whoa. fine. <laughs> I don't watch it for like the deep meaning. I'm watching it because I want to laugh and watch a good yeah, singer. Yeah, right? That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I so laughed it, at the fact it, that she was crying. It, I, I, th- 
<laughs> I laughed funny. at her sadness. That's funny. <laughs> I kind of did too. <laughs> now I'll really laugh next time I see it because of what Seth said. <laughs> You're just gonna hear my voice in your head be like, "Nope, doesn't work." So, so, <laughs> Try not to laugh now at her sadness when you watch that part. <laughs> I, I think I think you may have gotten at the fundamental difference of why, like, I think you might enjoy the movie, where it's like I think that we don't as much. <laughs> Is that like I, I don't know for some reason when I come to movies it's like I I there is some that are just like so stupid they're funny I'll admit like, Spike it's three D Spike it's three D but like I, I think most of the time I approach it in a way of being like oh I like really good stories and like really interesting characters and like mm-hmm. different things that are going on and it's really not here <laughs> this is not the movie for that. no this and is a movie like, where it's uh, just like you want to turn off your brain. And yeah. you just want to have a good but, time. But, that's yeah. what you but, do. but the one thing I will comment, because he said there's projectile vomit in this movie. It's like, that part actually legitimately, I found disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> I did say that's funny. Like, you mean when this went too far. You mean when Lily was making the, the vomit, vomit angel? angel? Yeah, That was, I, nope. I, was, I did this, nearly throw up, but I'm just like, at the same time, this, I've, no other movie has so, been so, that ballsy. So, so we were like <laughs> eating popcorn or something. That part was just like, ugh. Okay, <laughs> that that's one of those parts where it's like really necessary to have that in the movie. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I agree, I, and I, I find it intriguing because they so they this is also sort of the crux moment where towards the end where they turn around, they sort of reflect and talk, actually, actually talk to each other and try to get to understand each other a little more. And the movie touches with grace with with, with greatness, just touches it um, because there's a there's a line from Aubrey where she talks about what her father says about I wrote like, this down actually. If at first you don't succeed, See, pack, pack your, bags your bags and yep. head home, right? And to me, I I thought we were really going to like dive into that. And instead, it was like every girl giving a one-liner about what motivates them. And Although so- I I got to say when the moment because one of the running gags in the movie was Fat Amy pegging Cynthia as a lesbian. Like mm-hmm. that was that was something that that was going on throughout the whole movie, mm-hmm. and um, when Cynthia stands up and she's like, "Well, I have something to tell you guys," and Fat Amy's like, "She she's like she's like, finally she's gonna say it," and then she goes, "I have a gambling problem," and she's like, "Oh, well, sorry, <laughs> no, 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 just wait, yeah, yeah, just yeah. wait," and then she's like, "Well, it all started when I broke up with my girlfriend," and then Fat Amy goes, "Oh, there it is," <laughs> and then, yeah, and then yeah. if you well. And then, which is like, that was a, it's a brilliant punchline. And then if you look at the girl sitting next to her, you, you see the girl sitting next to her is mouthing. I still love you. Yeah. Yeah. If you, uh, what? Yeah. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I nope, not subtle enough. That. Yeah. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not. Subtle. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, that actually is a pretty good punchline to this yeah, joke. Really. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and the thing is it, it, this is, this is another note that I have, like the film, it it tries to tackle some real issues, but it also doesn't take it's it doesn't take itself seriously enough to really have the substance. Mm-hmm. And maybe it doesn't want to, right? And that's fine. Um, but I feel like there's every like all of the lines that they gave is like, whoa, there's some stuff under that that would be really impactful for us to dive into. But it's not relevant because we want to move on to the next basically set piece. We want to move on to the next performance. Mm-hmm. It definitely 
could have benefited from being a few minutes longer for basically that reason. Yeah, I think I think we really needed to focus quickly on on Aubrey's character to understand her so that when she does relinquish the leadership, it doesn't feel like this emotional, impulsive snap decision that's brought on by vomiting or, three gallons. Or yes. forced. Yeah, or forced, mm-hmm. right? So I will say like that's it, it was it was so close. So close. Um to, for me at least. But well, what I, I would say, for instance, you were saying like it could benefit from a few extra minutes. I feel like it could have benefited from editing some stuff out and putting like more. That, other stuff I was in. just gonna say, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> no, I was gonna say, Seth, we can get more. We, I'll, 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 I'll reach out to the directors and writers to put a few more extra minutes <laughs> I could use more Pitch Perfect in my life. <laughs> that's what you want? You know, by the request of Seth, I, I need two things. I need another performance of some kind. It can be like a practice performance. I want it, okay? Because those are great. And two, just give me give me a little bit more of the actual like substance behind the kit. Make you have all these actors in the room and actresses. Make them act, mm-hmm. <laughs> please. <laughs> Actually, well, they're big names. They're like they are. It's not like these are no name actors in the movie. There's well, a lot Dwayne of- Rock Johnson's a-, a big name, but he doesn't really act. No, he doesn't. You're right. <laughs> not at all. Adam Sandler, I think, falls under that category too. Didn't didn't Adam Sandler make uncut gems and said if this does not win an that Oscar, is the exception. I will purposely make the worst movie possible. <laughs> that I believe is the exception to his um to his resume. Yeah. I think he actually said on record, if this does not win an Oscar, I will make the worst movie possible. It can't be worse <laughs> than the room. That's a good point. Uh, well, you mean the greatest movie of our time? Obviously. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The room is like legendary. Top tier. <laughs> Dangerously bad. It's brilliant. Yes, right? I mean, it's atrocious, but that's how brilliant it is. That, that's so what much, I'm saying. There, there's just so much raw emotion and feeling, and you know how did how did he do it? Tommy Wiseau is like the Elon Musk of filmmaking. I can't tell if he's absolutely brilliant or just painfully crazy. Stupid. I think there's a little bit of both. Well, stupid, maybe. Maybe yeah. throwing stupid. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I, or, uh, yes. I'll just leave it there. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Getting ba- back to something that may be stupid as well. Oh, no, just kidding. The, the movie. <laughs> oh, the movie. Well, you know my thoughts at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I, won't, all, I won't read all them. But, oh, okay, okay. From a person that absolutely loves and knows this movie so much. What on earth was the point of the Illuminati fight with the Yeah. Like that part just seemed like completely out of nowhere. And it's like, what is going um, on right now? To have the guy from Scrubs and Charles Boyles from Brooklyn Nine Nine. I knew you were gonna make <laughs> yes. those yeah, I knew both of those characters and had, too. And, and Seth they, called it. They had but, the weird guy with like the mullet and the mustache, the short fat guy, like doing like these weird dances. It was just well, it, it, it was made another, like no sense. Well, no, it did it, but it was still funny. I laughed at that part <laughs> someone, too. Someone, I kind of like the way they sing too. No, <laughs> someone was doing illegal drugs when they wrote this scene. <laughs> because, well, not just the scenes, that the entire movie. Probably. Well, I, no, no, probably. no, no, no. I can, there are other par- the other parts of the movie. I would say maybe just a lot of drinking, but I mean like the illegal stuff can I, for this scene. Yes, but can I answer why that scene's in there? I will. Yeah, I will yeah. explain. Yeah. Please, I want to know. I will. Okay, because. We're not talking about Bumper enough during this whole podcast, by the way. Bumper is a key part of this whole movie, mm-hmm. and they needed him to go on and move on to other movies because okay. there was going to be a sequel and, a, and, and there's going to oh, be a third one. 
And so yeah. they needed him a, an opportunity to join another group so he could still banter with, you know, the Bard and Bellas. And so he yeah. joined the Tone Hangers. Are they the Tone Hangers? That for, sounds right. We're going to go with that. So, so that's the alumni group that was that's there? That's the alumni group. And so Why then, did he join them? They basically just had a fight. That's right, he did. They joined him in the second, in the second, in the second. Yeah, joined him. Okay, and then they went up against the Green Bay Packers and dominated them. Wait, what? what? Oh, in like an in the second one. In the second one. Yeah, they did yeah. like a singing competition, and they against the Packers. I feel like that's Green punching Bay low. Packers. I feel like that's, that's punching what? low for an acapella group. Yeah, <laughs> like, a little bit. I mean, it's, yeah, that's like their turf, yeah. right? You get the Green Bay Packers, and the Green Bay's like, we just tackle people I and know, throw. I, we we play good football. Yeah. Is yeah, what like, you're saying they, they beat up on Clay Matthews. Anyhow, John, hey, they beat up on Clay Matthews in. In uh in the in the second movie, it's 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 incredible. Wait, are you serious? That's oh, hilarious. Yeah. Oh yeah, I might have to, I might have weird. to look that up <laughs> because they <laughs> like the movie. Clay Matthews and the Green Bay Packers love Pitch Perfect too, so it's not just us that love the movie. Minus Seth. Man, football really did a <laughs> football huh. really did a number on Clay Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> they really Sorry. did. There you go. Sorry, but anyways, that's punching. That's low hanging fruit. I so that's why that season because they needed a a, a a reason to bring Bumper back because he is such an integral part of the movie for the second one. What? And so he okay, came back. Okay. That, that was like the, I made the that weirdest... up, by the way. I don't really know if that's true or not. It sounds good, though. <laughs> but, but I believe like, it. I, I mean, that too, makes honestly. it make more sense because it basically makes no sense. <laughs> I, I want to I want to point out to you some of like the lines that were coming from these guys as they were getting beat up, which which were basically akin to "I want to feel something." What? <laughs> what? I don't get it. What? I, How does it was this like have they were like trying to relive when boils on the floor. He's like, "Come on." Come on, hit me, hit me, kick me in the balls. Kind of thing. I was <laughs> like, I, what are you doing, dude? I just, I, I don't know. I don't know why they were saying that. I, it was so weird. <laughs> they existed I was like, only. Uh, they existed only so that um, Becca could, for whatever reason, feel compelled to like jump in and then accidentally smash a window, and then everyone else runs away, and she doesn't run away, so she gets caught. Vertical running, so, vertical so, running. Just gonna, just gonna make the point <laughs> that like. She defended uh, Jesse. Jesse, but she then, hate, but she doesn't like Jesse. So I, I don't know yeah, why that. Yeah, she and at the same time, it's like Jesse like defends her honor, and then she gets mad at him. It's like this whole it's weird like, Sam and Diane on? thing. Like, why? I feel like I feel like you guys are starting to make me like be on your Seth's side for not liking this movie the way you guys are talking. It's not going to work because it's all about <laughs> going into these with expectations. All right? but, but. If you're looking for a Citizen Kang movie, it's not. Don't go in with that. You got to go in with I, like I, I knew high school musical type yeah, uh, yeah. motivation Look, here. And <laughs> but 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 I will I will admit like there was definitely like the performances are really good. Yes, phenomenal, uh, right? But excellent. I, I also thought like I mean I don't like necessarily the subject material, but I did think the like at night pool. Acapella battle was kind of like an interesting the concept. Oh, the riff off the is riff one of the, yeah. that was it. It was the riff off is where they beat the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, in the that second is so movie. weird. Mm. Yeah, that is <laughs> that the riff off is arguably the best scene in the movie. You know, I I arguably there's well, I mean, besides the fact that like they literally have a category that they're singing about sex. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So Good it's like <laughs> so the but, rated O for offensive. Um, no, but, so but it wasn't. It was it was a three. 
Because it's implied. It's, it's not. Implied. They're not yes. actually <laughs> showing it. Well, this is like now when you go to a wedding at the wedding reception and they start playing a lot of those, a lot of like these songs that are traditional to play at a wedding, but the lyrics, if you pay attention to them, are uh, sketchy. Know, sketch. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's that's the word, John. Mm. Um, but no, I I think the riff off. There's some realism to that too. Like if you've got a bunch of very musically proficient people who understand what their part would be anyway. Sometimes you can just break out in song. It has happened in my well, family. I, I would say, like, being involved with choir, you go on, like, a choir trip. It's like, yeah, yeah no, that definitely happens. People just break out in song. And you're like, okay. Like, I know the song. I can it's sing fantastic. It I don't know <laughs> if it's quite that polished. Yes. As I the, mean, obviously, they're trying to, like, up the performance of the people. Yeah. They're, like, mythologizing this almost. <laughs> There's, like, a whole pantheon of acapella. <laughs> day. So, 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 I, so, in my research... Fun fact here. So the guy that plays Bumper, he's in other shows. Yeah, yeah. This is not his type of movie that he was he would traditionally do. So it was very odd for me to see that, which is why I was drawn to it too. Mm-hmm. But I found out when he auditioned for this role, he initially thought, and I don't know if this is true or not, but he initially thought it was for a baseball movie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and so then wow. when he showed, okay. so then when he shows up and they're like, all right, I want you to sing for us. He like make up a song at the top of his, you know, at the top of his head, and he's saying, and he wasn't like great, but then they're like, well, he can at least be like the villain of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and it plays. I don't too. know if that's true or not, but I, that's what I heard. Because <laughs> yeah, this is not his type of movie at all. <laughs> well, and yeah, his character basically just pieces out, right? Like well, yeah. he gets some kind of like background is, singing for whatever. which is what that guy would do in real life too. Yes. Right? Yeah, he would totally yeah. just bounce. Right? He totally so, would. Yeah, I, I will say that like there is slightly redeeming quality of the the troublemakers was the um what okay what is the roommate's name the, the Benji Star Wars? Benji. Benji yeah okay so like I think there was a little bit of redemption with like that character in in, in the sense that like he was initially rejected but he's like oh I'm gonna still try to help out he's not like he like completely gave up. And because he was still willing to help out once Bumper left, he's just like, they're like, hey, I know somebody who knows all of our music and I can actually sing. I can go get him like, mm-hmm. and, and help with that. Well, so. I found this actually really interesting because Jesse asks him to join up and he makes a point to tell him like, look, don't, don't go crazy, right? It's okay to, to be you. But I, and I think this kind of works when like people get around, if they meet a celebrity, Right. And they just go nuts. It's like, don't be mm-hmm. you, but don't be you. Yeah. Don't be like the version of you that goes absolutely nuts when you're trying to talk to most most celebrities or whatever. When you when when they meet you or you meet them. Right. They would much rather you just act like a normal person. Mm-hmm. Much it's rather true. based on what I see. And mm-hmm. and so it in this sense, I I. I like that he gets to join the group because mm-hmm. to me, I was wondering where his character was going the whole movie. And I, I realize now he's the super fan that actually gets the shot yeah, and spends most of the movie trying to be like this caricature of himself. And it's just not working. And then finally they're just like, just know the music, do the music. It's fine to be you. Just don't, don't go crazy. <laughs> he got called up, got called up in the minor leagues to perform. Yes. And he killed it, which, by the way, I was going to ask you guys, watching the movie, those, that final performance between the the, 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 the Bard and Bellas and mm-hmm. the Trollmakers, I think the Trollmakers had a way better performance, in my opinion. Wow. <laughs> you know? Wow. I could see that. but cause, Because actually, t- you know, I've seen this movie plenty of times. Time it. The, the, the Bellas got like four more minutes of performance than the Trollmakers did. So that's so not fair. So the little time <laughs> that the Trollmakers got 
was way better, but the 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 bells just had way more time. So, so you're saying the story is biased. Well, of course it's biased. We all know. I mean, listen again. Like it's not going to be a surprise outcome that, the, that they're going to the bells yes. are going to win for sure. But it's. I'm just saying, I, I, saying some movies they don't always win. I suppose, but this would not be that movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, Seth? You know, German cinema. In German cinema. The main characters have a habit of dying. <laughs> um, yeah, they just, that's just like a mainstay of German cinema. It often mm-hmm. happens. Actually, if you, you know, Rogue One, I'll branch off into Star Wars, the main characters die. And I was like, wow, Wait, they what? actually, they actually did the thing, right? Yeah. So very German of them. Um, that, I know, mean, well, the Empire, but basically Nazis. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, I digress. Yeah. I, I was just gonna say, like, I would say one of the things is I do appreciate the character of Jesse. I feel like sometimes yes. in like romance movies and stuff, like the the guys are very, very. I mean, he's not like the deepest character ever, but you can at least tell he is a good guy at heart. Whereas, like, sometimes some of the guys in these rom-coms you're like eh, I, suspect uh, motives yeah. a little bit right yeah yeah, yeah. well and I, 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 like- I actually actually when i'm watching this i kind of had the same thought you i'm just like well like jesse's like a genuinely good guy the the only thing i would say is like he is just like completely utterly head over heels for the main character because like and because because he like tries again and again and again well, and again it's like at some point guy she says no. <laughs> That's the only thing that I would say is a little weird. But. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, I think a lot of that is is just like she grows throughout the movie yeah. learning to be a part of a team. It's not until she finally kind of accepts being a part of the team that she's finally given the freedom to do her thing. Yeah. And so he, he genuinely takes an interest in the things that she's interested in. And it's, it's supposed to be kind of a contrast to her father, a foil to her father who is very like, you know, I guess you can do that. Like, you know, what are you going to move out to LA or he keeps like mentioning artists or whatever. You're going to be the next. And then he would say an artist. That's not like P a Diddy. I think he said, yeah, P Diddy. like what's well, purposely supposed to be like way like hello fellow <laughs> kids, you know, kind of thing. Um, but yeah, Jesse's the obvious like counter to that where he is this guy who is like genuinely interested in what her passion is. Um, and it's, it's a real, I didn't watch the second movie, but from what I understand, it just didn't carry forward the relationship, which yeah. is, a, which is a, do they ever, here, actually, this is a question. Do they ever address it in the next couple movies or is he just gone? Um, so they're still together in the second movie. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. It's the third movie. The then, third movie they're not. And they address it for like three seconds. And then That's a shame. <laughs> I mean, are you surprised right. though, Seth? I, I mean, I'm not going to waste valuable time talking it, it, about German it's, cinema. It's not like, it's not like this is like German cinema. cinema. Yeah. German cinema. Don't, don't give a reason why. You just, <laughs> just died in a car crash. But in all know? fairness, that happened to Bumper too because Bumper and Fat Amy were here together too and then That's true, they yeah. just killed off Bumper. Yeah. yeah but yeah, not yeah. really kill him off. They just, I don't know. I don't know where Bumper ended up. Yeah, well, not in a good place. He ended up in Berlin, I think. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Berlin. He ended Bumper up in, the, in the, the tone angers or whatever it was. Yeah, he? I think the tone angers kicked him out or something. <laughs> he probably deserved it. <laughs> he wasn't getting in enough fights. <laughs> probably. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not that he wasn't getting enough fights. It wasn't. He, he wasn't willing enough to get his butt kicked. Like the uh, other guys uh, were. That's true. I'm just still disappointed they didn't have Donald, the other guy, in the other movies. Because Donald, oh, yeah. I think, was so good. 
performance wise. Yeah, he was fantastic. really cool. Yep. Bumper and Donald. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I don't need Donald for much, just in the performances, because he was yeah. Yeah. He carried the he carried it by yeah. far. So I, I think that was an incredible discussion. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you guys. We'll see what the fans think. We'll see what the fans think. <laughs> but let's let's talk about scores. We'll do final and you get to rank it too. You get to have a score. Yeah. I get to rank your, it. Yeah, your so score, scale. So well, you're zero, zero to one hundred. Zero to hundred. Okay. Your score stars to rainbows. Stars to rainbows. <laughs> so your so your score gets calculated into the overall Genesius score. Yeah. For the okay. show. So well, there's power. So what so okay, so zero to hundred. Nothing's a hundred, right? Because no, I have definitely uh, given well, then, then, it a like masterpiece. You can't like, do that because what if you what if there's another movie that's better than that and you've already rated a hundred? You can't, like nothing's a hundred. He's he's got a good point. Yeah, but these so scores are, written. these these so scores <laughs> are subjective. I'm just saying, I mean, what if there's a, a movie that comes out that's better than that and you've already rated a hundred? So nothing's a hundred. You know, I don't unless they're favorites. Except Pitch Perfect. I don't want to presume. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, like, I would say 100 is, like, the absolute masterpiece of filmmaking. Like, Like Red. Every single... (laughs) In every single way. Like, it has a great plot. It's a great film. Great. I don't want to speak for Nick, but I I believe in the words of Pontius Pilate, what I have written, I have written. (laughs) So... And in in the words of Kuil, I have spoken. Yes. So he's given the Breakfast Club yes. 100. It is set. I did not give the Breakfast Club Wait, 100. What did you give 100? No, he said red. 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 Oh, okay. My fault. That's yeah, actually much yeah, more deserving. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> there you go. All right. So. Okay. Have, Brian, have you watched Red? I have not. No. Oh, you should. It's a masterpiece. I mean, if it's 100, it's got to be the best movie of uh, all time according in the history of the world. In the history of the stratosphere. <laughs> I want to say it is the one of the last great action movies from Bruce Willis. It really is. Saying a lot. Yeah. Saying a lot. Yeah. It's so, it's another movie that like you will just you will just have a blast watching it. And it's star studded. Yeah. Go in with different expectations than Pitch Perfect, though, probably. Yeah. It's a little yeah. different. Absolutely. There will, no, there will be no setting I would performances. Say. But you've got Bruce Shucks. Willis, Helen Mirren, John Malkovich. Morgan Freeman. Uh, Morgan Freeman. There's a couple others in there. It's an all-star cast. It is an all-star yeah. cast. Wow. They've got mm-hmm. a lot of people. It's yeah. Very good. They're yeah. basically playing a bunch of old retired spec ops agents. Mm. And it's fantastic. Yeah, would would recommend the episode that we made for the podcast was longer than the movie. What? <laughs> that's, well, like, but this that's, podcast could be longer than the movie too. Well, but that's because but that's because we quoted the entire. movie. We basically quoted the. Yeah, we it's were doing so, synopses so differently. Quote, you don't even have so to watch quotable. the movie; you just listen to the it's podcast. It's so quotable. <laughs> no, no, watch the movie. The there's the the airport fight alone is worth the movie watching. <laughs> you smell like Washington. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so my rating for yeah. Pitch Perfect. Yeah. Let's oh, yeah. One to one to one hundred. I start. Okay. I mean, it's. Uh, otherwise, can, like one of us can go. You could talk it out. You know. Yeah. yeah. You can always talk it out and build us up. I, I, well, I explain a little because bit here's the I thing. I mean, there's it, definitely yeah. movies that are better than it, but it's, again, it's it's all about how you approach the movie and the expectations. So. Yeah, Seth. I mean, yeah, Seth. <laughs> take some lessons from from this podcast. I would say. <laughs> No comment. Oh, wait. No, hold on. Hold on. You are an old man and a fool. <laughs> I am probably the oldest one here, actually. I know we did. I know we had to, you know, completely determine that, but I probably am. <laughs> no, John's the oldest person. Okay. John's still the old fart. I'm just Say always nothing. the oldest person. John's the old fart. John's the old fart. John's the old fart. Okay. We'll give it, we'll give it an 87. 87. Wow. Okay. Goodness gracious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm not that far off from, uh, you know. Ron Tomatoes. Ron Tomatoes. True. Yeah. yeah. 
So I'm not the only. I'm, listen, a lot of you, people you, out you, there, you, Seth, think like me. You're, you're speaking for the people. <laughs> yeah. I am. Do you know uh, Thor came out? We just did. We just did Thor, which will get posted next week for our listeners, and that had an average score of what? Like, can I spoil it? Is that okay? Um. No. Okay, I won't say anything. Well, well, we'll tell you off it, camera. It was between okay. zero and one hundred. Yes. So. <laughs> it was an irrational number. <laughs> no, that's no, that's what Incredible Hulk was. Thanks to your stupid gimmick. Oh, <laughs> uh, so good. add that to the bingo board, Rochelle. <laughs> <laughs> Seth gives a decimal score. Um, yeah. Okay. What's your score, Nick? I. You know, this is gonna. Brian, I'm going to surprise you a little bit because I actually gave it a higher score. Ooh. I gave it a 92. Boom. A 92. 92. Boom. I do although really you gave, Although you've given out hundreds, though, so I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you haven't uh, watched uh, Red. Uh, I, I feel like I have no idea sometimes. With like, all all no, I know I, is that Nix is probably going to be higher than Seth's. For like most movies. That's it's, all it's I true. <laughs> I believe I, that. I take, I I take entertainment that. into account. Mm-hmm. Seth, I don't know if he does that. There's Although, so many factors. Yeah, Seth, uh, Seth, I, 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 Seth I, I, took in entertainment I, for our Princess Bride episode and actually gave a higher score than he meant to, which was amazing. Yes, yeah. um, but that's only because Westley was a prophet. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, th- th- so my so my 92 yeah. comes from, um, like I said, I do really enjoy this movie. Um, I love the soundtrack. Like the soundtrack is one of the greatest things about it for sure. And I do think there is value. Like I personally connect, like even though they didn't dive deep into the whole like opening up thing as much as they could have, I was, I still personally was able to connect with that. Um, And just, yeah, I mean, just this watching, watching it this time around was a different experience because like there were a lot of things that I'm just like, Oh, like, yeah, like I can actually kind of connect with this a little bit. And I mean, there, there's a lot I could say, but I'll just cap it off with, again, Fat Amy is the goat, Unqu- unquestionably. I will. It is. It is questionable. But yes, I will. Uh, I will a lot die on a. I will die on a rock making that statement. <laughs> I'm a bumper guy personally, so. Mm. You know, John, what's your score? I need another minute. <laughs> oh man, uh, I was gonna wait for yours. Okay, okay, yeah. You know, I'll, 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 I'll speak. Um, you know, I widely regard the Hobbit trilogy as some of the worst oh, films no. ever made. <laughs> really? And and Spy Kids. He has ranted about this before. So he, he's he's changed from Last Jedi to saying that. I can't I can't yeah. rag on the Last Jedi anymore because you've already lied to me once. Yes, I've already broken my I broke my promise to him before I even made it. <laughs> actually, if we talk about like release order of the podcast. Um, <laughs> it's true. Yes. So it's it's better than the Hobbit trilogy. How how high did I rank Spy Kids 3D? How high I think it's you? probably in the 40s. In the 40s? Probably in the 40s. Can we, can we check that? Yeah, let me check. Do that a fact check. You know, there's there's something that I really appreciate about this movie, and it's the performances. It makes a it makes really great performances. Seth gave it a 30. I gave it a 30 for Spy Kids 3D. Yes. Oof. You know, while I enjoyed Spy Kids 3D more than this movie. Oh, no. It's probably because of childhood nostalgia. Oh, no. So <laughs> I would I would say, don't get ahead of me. I would say 
62. That's more generous than yes. I was expecting. I'll take Whoa. that. 62. This there's there's some I, good I th- material. I think, cha- like, I think his night of... What did you call it? I was a fever I think, dream. I, I the, think the I've influenced dream. him. Just uh, in this hour and 10 minutes we've been talking, uh, I think I influenced Seth. I had to, he had it probably at 30, like, and now like, he's at a 62. Look, I had I, to... I, I swear, at the first like 30 minutes of watching this movie, he probably would have given it like a 5. I, I will <laughs> that's, what, that's what Megan gave the Princess Bride, by the way. A five? Yes. Wasn't that her choice to talk about? No, that was no. no, no. It's because we she hates her. it. We at, we asked her to come on and tell the world why she thinks it's a bad movie. Oh, I got you. Okay. You should. Yeah, that's I, a good. That's a good episode. You should check that one out. I will. You know, and and it's I I I. Honestly, I talked to my therapist about this movie. <laughs> Whoa. If I'm this, being honest, this, this was a good movie to talk about and to watch. I listen. I'm, this, I, I, I'm I don't know. He might have PTSD this. from this. I don't movie. know. Very few movies make me rethink my life. <laughs> <laughs> One of them was Denis Villeneuve's Arrival. What? One of them was Inside Out. Also, Ooh, The Incredibles. Yeah. Oh, that's one we should talk about. Great films. This is not one of them, but it does some <laughs> things very well. And I, I think if anything, the 62 is for Lily's line of, I set fires to feel joy. <laughs> <laughs> there are some parts of this movie that are absolutely correct. The, I would say half of the comedy is pretty good. Um, the performances are amazing. Jesse's unusual amount of emotional intelligence is fantastic. Um, <laughs> And uh, yeah, I'll just leave it there. That's I, high. That's high praise yeah, coming from you. Yeah. I I just try to, I try to rate not just on how I enjoy, but what I think the merits of the film are from a production standpoint. And I think this had better music production than The Greatest Showman. Whoa! I, I agree with him what? actually. Whoa. I I one hundred percent agree. Hundred percent agree. I'll take that. Hundred percent. Wow. Agreed. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> He used his token. That's good. <laughs> they tend to touch the Jesse soundboard. is quite a character, though. I think I think he's he might be the MVP of, of the whole movie, the way we're talking about I it. I also can't argue with that. Well, here's the thing, though, because you know, Nick, you said he's he he is a genuinely nice guy. And like most people I said genuinely good guy. Good guy. But nice yes, guy. he is a good nice guy, guy too. Nice guy, yeah, good yeah, guy. Yeah. Both. Okay. What's his roommate's name again? Benji. Benji. Most people when they see how weird Benji is at first, would be like, get away from this guy, but not him. Mm-hmm. He took True. him under his wing in a way and said, we got a spot for you. So I think that just shows how like he, he is a caring guy for everyone. Jess, so. Jesse is the kind of guy I try to aspire to be. Benji is a guy I feel like I might actually be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably closer to Benji. I'm just... <laughs> That's believable. Yeah, yeah. No, it, you know, I, still, I still love you, Seth. Thanks, man. That means a lot. Well, uh, I All still right. have to give my John, score. John, I, so I, John. So, so listen, the, I'm the difference for this is too. between me and Seth <laughs> is that I think we we flip it a little bit. I think you put like how the movie film wise, and then like how you you enjoy the film. Whereas I feel like I enjoy it, but I also consider uh, how it was filmed. That's how um, I. That's how I score yeah, too. Yeah. So I, Wait, I, I feel like I'm kind of like in the middle of you. Wait, two, what? What you? What'd you say? So, sorry. So I, I feel like I initially 
for my score, I think about like how I enjoy it. Yes. And then I evaluate a little bit based on like, okay. What yes. I thought the quality of I the just, film. I just wanted to make sure uh, I was on the right way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> that being said, Oh jeez. Uh, <laughs> is he going to rate this lower than me? <laughs> this will be uh, a podcast first. <laughs> is Seth usually the lowest rated person? So, usually, uh, okay. yes. Okay. I, bl- I believe for, that. For me, like, <laughs> he's the biggest critic here. <laughs> there, I'm, there, there was, I'm usually the highest rated. <laughs> there, I believe that too. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I, I will admit, I do think it was filmed better than Spy Kids 3D. Well, there's definitely some things like the performance. Spy Kids 3D. And, and that that's something that has like, adjusted my score a little bit of like how I would say I enjoy it. The thing is like, I've also come from like, I feel like I've watched some of the voice off. I've watched Glee. I've watched things that are like similar that I feel like I've enjoyed more than I enjoyed this film. Um, Glee is not great, but the music, the music's really good, but the show itself is not great. But uh, for instance, I feel like this rags to riches, right? Like trying to get a, a band together, compete or like, make a great performance. I think I enjoy sister act more. So like if there was any That's case of fair. like, I feel like watching this movie, I feel like I would instead watch sister act. And, and, and to me it's like, that's kind of like ways on it where it's like, anyway, <laughs> my vital score, I feel like it's going to be a first like Nikki said, uh, 58. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my holy <laughs> God. I, I'm going to put in, there's points where I just like, I don't really appreciate like awkward humor as much. So it's like, there's some of the points where it's like the announcers, I'm just like, I'm really just like cringing. And there's parts of like the, like the projectile vomit. I'm like, I literally don't even want to watch this right now. So it's like that stuff kind of like affected my score. I feel like, wow. But I will enough. admit it, it bumped up from where it was because of the performances. And I do think of Jesse's character. So it's like that. Yes. This and is a Genesius it, first. John yeah. gave the lowest score on the show. Yeah. I think that deserves some, uh, some applause here. Yeah. But all right. That's I, I, it's still, <laughs> it's still, it's still above 50. I did enjoy parts of it. And all right. Listen, like, I'll take yeah. that. So, so when adding these four together, it almost added up to 300. Exactly. Wow. So but it, came, it came out to 299 divided by four comes out to a 74.75, which rounds up to a 75. Wow. I think that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I can, I can make sense. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we're not far, <laughs> we're not, I mean, we're not I, far I, up from Rotten Tomatoes. It's true. Yeah, That's I, a good point. Yeah. I can't believe Rotten Tomatoes ranked it that high. I that's, can. I totally can believe that. I can too. I, I, I think there there is a lot of people that this is like their first introduction to like acapella stuff, and it was like blew their mind. Yeah, kind definitely turned it into I, a fad yeah, for yeah, sure. It did. And I think maybe it's just that like I'm kind of coming after the fad as well, where it's just like, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, my my acapella phase came and went, and I like I still enjoy. Actually, my my brother will still occasionally send me like acapella tunes that he picks up from various groups, and there's one that I tend to listen to a lot right now. Um, so I still got it a little bit. I still appreciate it. And I think that's why my score where it what went, where it was. I, I think also like, I just make a small note of like, I, I think in general, I like musicals versus like movies about music. If that makes sense. That's yeah. fair. Well, cause the music but, in a musical, right? The music can facilitate character growth yeah, in a way exactly. yeah. like the, the closest thing you get to that in this movie, right? Is you, you generally see where all the characters are at based on their chemistry during the performance. Like they make a point to focus on that. So 
you know, you say tomato, I say bourbon and Coke. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, I'll, I'll freely admit I ripped that right off of Drew Carey from Whose Line Is It Anyway? But. Not a bad thing to rip something off from. Yeah, it's <sighs> hilarious. But yes, that is fantastic. All right. Great, great. 75. Great chat. Thank yeah. you, Brian. So yeah, much for this suggesting. is it. I got through it. Honestly, yeah, you this, did. well, we That's just have to good. wrap up, but yeah. you have to wrap, but I mean, like I was like nervous about like dead air. I was getting ready to just like, come no. here's some dead air guys. Don't expect no. that. There wasn't any of that. This is not honestly so zero. So you will come, so you'll come back, right? Am I allowed to come back? Yes. Yeah. We, yeah. yeah we of can. course. Yeah. Pitch perfect too. Basically, any guest who comes on the show is welcome to come back. The, the only thing is, you're just saying that. <laughs> no, I'm completely serious. <laughs> I would love to come back. We'll discuss. We would love to have you back. It's going to be awesome. But yeah, I would well. say it might be slightly twisted just because the Green Bay Packers are in the sequel, is what you say. So. Spoiler alert. We almost threw away John's Green Bay Packers mug. Um, Rightfully I'm from so. Wisconsin, okay. <laughs> you may not want to watch the second one because they get clobbered by. Uh, no, that's all for the. Re- that's all the more reason he should watch the second one. True. He needs to be educated on reality. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> but, but I'm guessing that was like shortly after they won the Super Bowl. Is that why they were? When did they win the Super Bowl? I mean, it's more recent than the Vikings. Yes, I mean, no, I'm not a Vikings fan. Oh, hey, okay. The comeback games this past season were really fierce. They were epic, but True, they but still don't want a Super Bowl. Anyways, so, okay. Yeah. Anyway, fantastic. This has actually been one of my favorite episodes to record, honestly. Agreed. This has been so much fun. Wait, where is it? Uh, yep. Oh. Uh, next page. Yeah, there we go. Agreed. Yep. Um, all right. Well, wait. Yeah, what's but up? There's, there's been. A certain thing that we haven't done this episode. Oh, oh right. Yeah. Were there right. any were there any cats in this movie? No. Brian, do you, can you remember any cats in this movie? No, I cannot remember any cats. But well, and I feel ca- like there was no, some, some No. I feel there, like there was some cat fighting though. No. There was oh, some cat there fighting. There was cat fighting. Okay. No. okay. I, you have permission. You have permission. Meow. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> so it's something with, yeah, anyway. <laughs> we'll give you the backstory off off so, air. So, yeah. Um I love how a lot of this is just us looking at Brian and be like, we'll explain later. Right? <laughs> the whole entire episode was that pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Anyway. Well, thank you, Nick. Thank you, John. Thank you, Brian. And thank you everyone for tuning into this episode of the Genesius Podcast. If you enjoyed our content and you want to he- see or hear more from us, please subscribe to our podcast on whatever podcasting platform you use. You can find us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You might even have video on Spotify soon. I'm going to check it out. Google Podcasts and more. You can also find us on YouTube. Our handle is at Genesius Podcast, where you can see all the shenanigans we get up to, as well as some pretty cool Lego sets here in the studio. Um, Pass it off to Nick. What do you got, Nick? And if you would like to talk about a movie that you enjoy, or if you... Sorry, let me start over. If you would like us to talk about a movie you enjoy or if some movie-related topic you'd like us to discuss here on the Genesius Podcast, or if you want to provide feedback to make our show even better, or if you just need us to pray for you in any way and you would like us to pray for you specifically here on the show, send us an email at geniusiuspodcast at gmail.com. That's G-E-N-E-S-I-U-S podcast at gmail.com. Additionally, if you'd like to make an appearance on our show as a guest, such as Brian here, Boom. <laughs> um, um, make sure you know one of us three personally and make sure you've listened to an episode of the Genesius podcast and reach out to one of us three directly. Uh, so you can, yeah, reach out to one of us or send us an email at Genesius podcast at gmail.com. 
Finally, please spread the word about the Genius Podcast, uh, whether it be on social media or word of mouth. If you are listening, turn to whoever you are in proximity to. Brian, have you ever heard about the Genesius podcast? I have, yes. Yeah? What do you know about it? I know you guys talk about movies, but tell me more. Yeah, we're three Catholic dudes to talk about movies. And you we pretty have much a, got it. Yeah. yeah. yeah we, have a bla- <laughs> we have a blast, and we have a blast doing it. Yeah. It was pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> or you can shoot a text to all of your friends, family, and coworkers about our podcast, whether it be right at this moment, at a family dinner, at a work meeting, or on date night. Why? Why? <laughs> you are, whatever you're doing, uh, please tell them about us and please pray for us as we continue to create content and use our gifts to give the glory to God. All right. Do we have prayer intentions before we sign off here? I want to pray for all of the musicians in our church, the ones that whose music gives glory to God every mass. That's a good intention. All those in the performing arts. Especially Catholics who uh, feel challenged by the current state of arts in our culture and who may find it difficult to live out their faith um, as while they practice the arts. Um, I know we're huge supporters here of Miss the Boat Theater. Um, mm-hmm. We've had uh, an actor from Miss the Boat Theater here on the show. Um, so, yeah. We'd like to just pray for all performing artists, especially the musicians. I'd like to do a prayer, uh, an intention just for, for a willingness for all of us to be open to some, to things that might make us uncomfortable, but will ultimately lead us that much closer to God. You got anything? You don't have to, but you you can add something if you want. Brian, you are welcome to as well. Yes. Yeah, well, uh, you know, just because we're all, you know, I think we're all part of CSG. CSG registration just went out yesterday. The season's coming up. Let's pray for Catholic softball group. Um, and just for the summer coming up, that uh, it's a good, safe season that uh, glorifies God. And um, people build in fellowship and have, you know, people they can go to future so love it yeah yeah who would like to uh i can i could lead us in prayer just remind me what your intention was again um for being open to yeah just a willingness to be yes. open all right yeah let's pray in the name of the father and son lord lift up our hearts to you we are gathered here in your name today and we would like to lift up in prayer all of those performing artists, all those musicians, um, especially the musicians who give glory to God through song um, at every Mass uh, throughout the world. We also pray uh, that we may that you may open our hearts to embrace uh, the challenges of life, the things that might make us uncomfortable, but we, we should trust will ultimately bring us closer to you. Um, We also lift up uh, community, and we pray especially for Catholic Softball Group as they have opened their signups for this next uh, summer season. We ask that you you just watch over the Catholic Softball Group as we wind up here into this uh, coming year. So we entrust all of these things uh, in your name as we pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy Thy kingdom kingdom come, thy thy will will be done, done, on earth as it is in heaven. heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. St. Genesius, pray, pray for, for us. us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Seth, thank you for praying for us. You're welcome. Brian, thank you for coming on today. My pleasure. Thank you guys yeah, we, for having me. Yeah, you're welcome awesome. to come. You're welcome to come back. Um, John and Seth, thank you as always for joining me. Yeah, thank you for hosting. hosting. And listeners and viewers, thank you for tuning back in with us. We will be back next Friday at noon with our episode. Actually, um, I'm sure if you look carefully enough, you might figure out what what movie we're going to talk about next week. Although, if you've been following our franchise portion, you probably know it already. But mm-hmm. but look carefully enough, and it's there. It's there. Um, but until then, we are the Genesius guys plus guests. I'm Nick. Feeling of calm. I'm Seth. I'm John. And I'm Brian. And this is the Genesius Podcast. God bless everyone.